Greetings, Trailblazers, and welcome to another episode of Meta Moves, the only podcast dedicated to teaching you how to build your brand and grow your business in the metaverse. Because we all know that getting ahead of Web3 technology now means major success later. So grab your notebook and your pen, and let's get into today's episode. What's up, y'all? We got another episode here at Black and Meta. Super excited with my guest today. This is my buddy, y'all. Like, we have been connected for a few years now. And when I tell you, this is Mr. Fascinate himself. He's been seen on Forbes. He's been seen on ABC News. I mean, you name it, he's been there. And I'm super excited to have him as a guest on our show today to talk about all things metaverse, all things emerging tech, innovative tech. I mean, he is the guy. It is none other than Mr. Justin Schaefer. Justin, what's up? How are you? Tina? Yo, appreciate you inviting me on the platform. And I'm just so excited for what you're building. And I think you see where this stuff is going. So I'm excited to build with you. Look, look, let's jump right into it, right? Because you and I, were Black creators, we're Black innovators, right? And we're unapologetic about being so. But before we got here in all this unapologetic space, I always love to take the, take the record back. Talk to us, Justin, how did you even get into tech? How, where does your innovation start or your springboard of like love for all of these things? How did you get here? Yeah, so one of the things I think back to, so I was born and raised on the south side of Chicago, and I was in one of those environments that didn't really support interest in tech. You know, I was always secretly a little nerd, right? I love science, I love technology, but I never really had opportunities to display those interests, you know? Like, it's just, it's not really that cool to be on the south side of Chicago talking about those kind of things, right? And so it actually wasn't until I got to Hampton University, which is a historically black college, that I majored in a science program and it exposed me to all kinds of stuff in the broader STEM ecosystem, science, tech, engineering, and math ecosystem. And yeah, from there, I mean, I just, I worked in a tech job for a little bit and I realized that no one in the space looked like me. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I had this crazy idea that it should be a full-time job to get other young people that look like me that have my cultural background into these kind of spaces. And mm. this was before all the influencer culture and all that. And it was 2017, actually. And that's when I quit my job and, you know, bet on myself, moved to New York City and figured out how to figure out. <laughs> I love that. Figure out how to figure out. Justin, that's so dope that you saw this vision of like, there should be a world where more people look like me doing what I do. And you were courageous enough to go do it. So kudos to you, man. That's awesome. So now what do you do? Tell us a little bit about the work that you do now. So 2017 is when it all started. Fast forward. Here we are, you know, a few years later. And you've been featured in all of these magazines. You're doing amazing things. You're all, every time I see you, you're on a plane speaking somewhere, right? Tell us a little bit about what you do now and what your passion is. Yeah. So, I mean, as Mr. Fascinate, I've created this brand that educates students about STEM and we generate revenue through a few different ways. One of the biggest ones is actually speaking appearances. So I've done, I've done 150 keynotes in the past five years as a professional speaker uh, I've traveled all over the world, Dubai, Bahamas, Australia, and several other places domestically. Um, one of the other ways that I'm generating revenue now is through TV and media appearances. So I've mm-hmm. produced shows with folks like PBS Digital Studios, uh, ABC News, uh, Soul of a Nation, which is on Hulu. Uh, I've done a bunch of other uh, projects like those that, again, are positioning me as kind of like this Bill Nye the Science Guy, but maybe a little bit more black and a little more swag, you know what a little I mean? Swag a little it. swag to it. You know what I mean? So, 
I mean, for me, it was important to break down a lot of concepts that are really complex and ways that are palatable and empowering to these young kids. And through the programs I've created, whether they be through speaking or after school stuff, or through the media that I've now transitioned to, uh, I, I think that is the way that we achieve scale. So to elaborate mm. on that a little bit, Tina, like I was doing educational programs all over New York City in the past four years. I mean, we ended up reaching tens of thousands of kids in four of the five boroughs. And I recognized that my barrier to reaching more kids with STEM was scale because I can only be so many places at a time, right? I can only hire a certain amount of staff, but media representation was the way that I achieved scale with reframing STEM in the minds of these young people. And so I moved to LA after doing a couple of TV gigs in New York. I figured I can get the hang of this thing. Moved to LA eight months ago, uh, another bet on myself. And I said, I'm gonna build for STEM what ESPN has built for sports. It's gonna glamorize mm. STEM in this way that it gives kids intrinsic motivation to pursue their careers. Ah, I love it, invigorating. Such a, I don't know how somebody listens to this and not already be jumping out their seat, just inspired by the work that you're doing. And your passion is like bleeding through the, the screen, man. I love it, I love it so much. So let's do this then, because it's virtually impossible to have a conversation about innovation and emerging tech without talking about what's now hot on the radar, right? We, NFTs, the metaverse, Web3, this entire ecosystem. Tell us a little bit with you being just the brilliant mind that you are and, and the researcher that you are, what is your take on all of these things and this new iteration of the internet um, that's that's now at the forefront? Man, I got to say, I first got hip to Web3 uh, probably in an early part of 2021, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So I know Web3 was coined by Gavin Wood, who's the founder, the co-founder and CTO of Ethereum, formerly and now the founder of Polkadot. And uh, this idea of Web3 is like this internet that's not centralized, right? This internet that people that use the products and services can profit off of consumption and production of the products and services. Uh, so almost like an Instagram page where instead of getting likes, you get paid in coins on an Instagram token, right? That's an example of a Web3 platform. And to me, I see this as an extension of my work, right? Like this is an innovative technology that can literally be used to empower people that decide to learn first. The first learners in this space are the ones that get access to the highest quality information, the highest quality knowledge, and the highest investment, the, the highest return on their investment opportunities. So, you know, I, I, as soon as I started learning about this Web3, like my interest level exploded, my <laughs> engagement exploded, and I was like, all right, I gotta take a real deep dive on this, um, you know, and so, started I think like like a lot of us on YouTube University I started diving into forums got into discord chats and you learn that it's really hard to get like a university education uh like a like a degree level education in anything web3 and blockchain because it's so new right now but I think that's the most exciting part about it is that the information is right there as long as you know what to look for and know what the terminologies are and that's something I spent the past year or so learning before I launched a project in in our web3 space yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that project. It sounds like what's exciting to you may be in that metaverse NFT space. Talk, talk to us a little bit about your project and, and what you're seeing in there. Yeah, so Tina, I think the, the coolest thing about our project, so it's called High Tech Heroes, right? This is a, a collection of Afrofuturistic characters uh, on, on an NFT project, and we're going to go live on OpenSea on April 28th, officially. So super excited about that. But the coolest thing about it is 
that, yeah, this is this dope art. It's a friend of mine, Tony Weathers, shout out to her. She's a muralist in LA and she actually learned graphic design and drew these designs by hand um, oh, wow. on, on an iPad. And so um, it's 5,000 of them, right? And I think that's cool, but I think the coolest part that we've built in is the utility as well. So, you know, we're thinking about uh, a percentage, well, we, we know that a percentage of the profits, 10% of the profits will be used uh, towards educational initiatives that advance communities of color's access to tech education, to STEM education, mm-hmm. and things of the sort. And we're also looking at membership benefits and brand deals. And some of those are ongoing conversations with brands. But, you know, we're thinking about this from a practicality standpoint. I think there's a lot of hype around NFTs right now. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's justifiably, right? There's people that have made a lot of money in a short period of time um, for not a ton of effort, right? And so you start to, the, the, the quality level of both the art as well as the utility has increased over time. You know, what we've mm-hmm. seen in the space is that it's not just about creating some dope art. Like there's a lot of dope art out there, but like what can that art actually do for the person that purchased it, right? Am I just buying a, a screenshot of a JPEG or is that actually gonna do something for me? And so with our collection, we recognize those valid critiques of the current NFT ecosystem. And we wanna build the utility mm. on top of the art that we're unleashing to the people. Wow, that's so dope. I love the utility piece of this, that you're not just creating something that just is art, but you're creating original art, but also has this functionality to it that you can be able to, one is give back, which I think is amazing, but then two, allow people who hold the NFT to have access to certain things, community, all of those those access points that allow us to level up. I think that's so awesome. So let's let's unpack this a little bit, Justin, right? And maybe even take a step back because I know that the people that are listening right now, they're new to this game, right? So we're, we talk NFTs and we talk the metaverse and all of these things. What can happen is that it, sometimes it goes over our head let's take a step back and I would love to hear from your perspective like what how would you define the metaverse and how would you define nfts what would your be your two definitions to make it practical for somebody yeah so I've defined it so many times I say the metaverse is like the 3d connective tissue of the internet so Mm -hmm. uh, the best way I can help someone envision that if they've seen the recent movie ready player one by Steven Spielberg where they put on the vr headsets and they get it dropped into this world that's an example of the metaverse. Another much more popular example in our pop culture is the matrix, right? You jack in mm. and you're in this virtual reality that is in, like you can't perceive the difference between that and, and reality, all right? So you can think of it uh, for our practical purposes as again, this 3D connective tissue of the internet that links all of the things that we're doing in physical virtual space, right? And so what that means is let's say Tina and I are doing a Zoom interview right now. Let's say in the metaverse, uh, like we've actually done, we could be sitting in a room across from each other, having the same conversation. And then, oh, let me go check my email. So you can walk into maybe like a physical mail room and then pull out a mail slide and open Mm. it up and read the letter. Now that might not be a super practical example, but things like, let's say Tina and I are bored having a conversation here. And we're like, you know what, let's go play some virtual ping pong while we're having our meeting to keep our minds stimulated, right? And we can get up and we can literally play ping pong back and forth while we're still having the conversation. So it offers these opportunities to have a more immersive interaction with people as, again, you blew my mind with a couple of weeks ago, Tina, when we were fist bumping each other, going to kickbacks and <laughs> we got closer to the speaker in a house at the kickback in the metaverse and the speaker got louder. And like, when, I, when I'm talking to Tina, I'm standing 
couple feet away from her, she can hear me, but the person like 10 feet away can't hear her. It's realistic in this immersive way. Um, and so that's just one example of a metaverse platform that we used. But, I, you know, this is such an early space. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of barriers to access for people. But that's why I think it's so dope what Black and Meta is doing, because y'all are literally reducing those barriers um, from one with education, but two with just giving it, giving it life, like making it culturally relevant and making it powerful. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Man, thank you for that. And, and I appreciate your kind words. But we're we're also just trying to do following your footsteps. I think that's the very same thing that you was doing, you were doing. I'm jumping into this in 2017 and saying, hey, I see a vision for more people that look like me to make this happen. And so thank you for trailblazing the way um, and, and how you've done it. And, and I agree that the metaverse is, is I love how you're putting it. It's this immersive experience. It's like instead of being like on the internet, we're in the internet and we're in these spaces, right? Um, such a great way to put it. Justin, I want us to shift for a second. And even as we're bringing in the conversation of, of black and brown and color, any thoughts and advice that you would give to you know our audience listening right now who is maybe hesitant or on the fence or just think that's, oh, they're just playing games. What, what thought would you say um, or insight would you give to someone who wants to know, but not really sure? <laughs> How do people find their place in this? You're saying it specifically in the metaverse, right, Tina? Like, if Correct. Like, I don't yep. know where to go. Okay. So I think, I mean, I think. Or if they should even get in. Let me say it that way, right? Like how, how what would you say? And, and, and maybe I'll do it this way and I'll cut that part. So let me ask you a more direct question. What would your thought be, Justin, for black and brown people listening right now who say, okay, I hear you, Justin. I'm convinced that this is important and that this may be the next iteration, but I'm not even really sure where to start, how to find my place, what to do. Is it for me? Is it not for me? What thoughts or advice would you give to that person? So I would start on YouTube University, honestly, like you just search metaverse and and. I think you'll find something that's interesting to you because the, the ecosystem has exploded like quickly, right? Yeah. There's like the Facebook, the meta metaverse platforms like Horizon Worlds. Then there's like the, the, the more 2D versions like Decentraland that are more decentralized and they're in the Web3 ecosystem. Uh, but like, I think part of it is just like watching those high level videos. If you hear mm -hmm. a term that piques your interest, then search that term and then search that. And then you kind of start to build this tree of knowledge from you know, your learning journey. And then again, I think one of the coolest things that, that's advanced my learning pretty quickly was uh, one, Discord. So like if, if you haven't ever downloaded the app Discord, you can join a lot of these Discord groups. Like there's like a ton of metaverse groups out there. I don't know if Black, does Black and Meta have a Discord? Mm -hmm. We don't have a okay. Discord. Okay, well, I'm sure come soon, soon come. But it's ton it's, of- It's on the way. <laughs> Yeah, there's a ton of Discord groups out there to uh, just join and see what, because I think sometimes the dialogue that people are having makes the interaction more immersive. The other thing mm -hmm. I actually do is, I ain't gonna lie, I have like a burner Twitter and it's like, a, um, I, it's got a fake profile picture and everything, but it's what I call a learning Twitter. And so what I do is I follow a bunch of people in like crypto and web 3.0 and metaverse. Uh, I just kind of search those terms and I see what people, thought leaders are in the space. And I just follow them and you know, instead of mindlessly scrolling down my timeline, which a lot of times you spend hours a day doing, I'll use my learning Twitter and I'll be passively learning about all the things that I'm really interested in learning about. Uh, so that's just another really cool way to um, like expedite your learning sure. process. 
that's that's dope I think that's that burner Twitter is so hilarious to me but it's so on point because like you'll get in a mosh pit of all the other stuff but having that one dedicated Twitter uh, is super dope Justin talk to us about use cases if you're you know you're researching and you're studying and you're seeing all of these things happening right what are some of the use cases for either NFTs and or in the metaverse that you're finding really interesting right now yeah, so uh, one of the, so this is actually interesting, Tina. So I actually just wrapped uh, for a show about the metaverse. And I can't really talk about the network or any of that kind of stuff yet. It's pretty exciting stuff. But one of the interesting things that we explored was this phenomenon called the Uncanny Valley. Have you heard of this, Tina? Mm-hmm. Tell us more. So the Uncanny Valley is um, this effect that people experience when they see something that's not all the way alive, but seems kind of alive. And it's got a human mm-hmm. quality to it. So um, for example, robots, there's this graph that they that they show with Uncanny Valley, and robots become more and more endearing to us as they become more re- realistic up to a certain point. Once they get too realistic, then it becomes unsettling, and it feels like the same experience mm. you might have had if you ever saw, like, a zombie, or I don't know, if you saw, like, a dead person. Like, it's it's not all the way alive, right? And your brain, on a subconscious level, kind of understands that and has a visceral reaction to it. And so... What they're finding is that in a lot of these early metaverse platforms, the avatars that are being created are kind of alive looking, but they're not all the way alive. Like the nuance of facial expression and the hand gestures that we all have is not adequately recorded in these spaces. And so um, what the so to, so again, this problem is called the uncanny valley. And so to solve this problem, I actually visited a space called Metastage. And essentially what Metastage is doing is they're creating what's called a 3D volumetric capture environment. So uh, in, in layman's terms, what that is, is like you, you put a person in a, a 360 degree green screen and there's like all these cameras that surround you and they record your performance in real time. And then they can turn that performance into an avatar, an OBJ file uh, that is oh, a wow. asset. Yeah, so I actually did a performance. I actually have a copy of the asset um, I, can, I can show you. <laughs> So I did like a 3D performance of the Matrix, actually, because, you know, that's, that's my movie. So I'm like dodging bullets and stuff. And then they recorded all this. And there's like a literal like I could literally create a figurine of myself, like dodge, dodging a bullet in real time. Oh, um, wow. And so but I say all this to say, um, you know, a really big point of interest and an issue with the metaverse right now in its early stages is that the the immersion can be taken away when the avatars don't feel real, right? Um, I think it's cool that we can fist bump each other or give each other a high five or wave at each other, but it still feels a little awkward, right? And so um, as that technology is advancing to create those nuances, right? Like I can say something to you, Tina, or I can say the same thing and twitch my eyebrow a little bit, and you know it has a completely different connotation. It means something different, right? Completely. It's intuitive for us, right, as humans. And so... Um, we, in order to create a metaverse that I think we all can get behind, we have to recreate that nuance. And so that was what I was, you know, going through in, in the show that, that we shot. Um, but, but yeah, really interesting stuff. Uh, and I think, you know, that's what excites me about the promise of, of the metaverse in the future, because, I mean, if that technology works out, look, we don't have, you know, there's so many things that, that there's so many calls that can be an email. There's so many in-person meetings that could be a metaverse meeting today right? Mm. Uh, international travel is great. But like international travel for business reasons may be unnecessary if you can offset those costs, right? 
Um, I even see the world of esports evolving a lot. So esports is one of the biggest sports in the world now. Basically, for those of you that don't know, it's watching the people play video games. Um, right. Like I, I got pretty good at the boxing joint, um, the thrill of the fight. <laughs> I don't know if you have you ever tried it. I saw you on Instagram yeah. knocking be, something out. I'll be knock, I'll be knocking people out on a daily basis now. So um they're about to unleash a multiplayer mode, but imagine like instead of physically risking yourself for harm, like I'm like, yo, I do TV stuff. I can't really, you know, I can't really mess up the grill, you know what I mean? But now I can get in virtual boxing and I can become a top-ranked virtual boxer. And I think wow. pe- people will pay to see that, like as they already are watching other people play video games like Call of Duty or NBA 2K. So, um, you know, these are just a few practical use cases of how this metaverse world is going to explode as we see increased immersion, as we see a higher fidelity facial recognition, uh, nuance in facial expressions. And that stuff is super exciting to me. Wow. You just gave us so much to unpack, Justin. So yeah, good I, stuff. I, I, was, I was on my pedestal for a second. There, nah, right? this is yeah. good. It's, it's such good content. But I think what I'm what I'm really resonating with is this idea of like, wow, like this is literally another layer on top of how we already do existing life. And, and I want to really highlight that for those who are listening, that this is like it's not it's not this or it's this and, and that's really important to know because I hear these conversations where people are thinking like, oh, I have to like leave this life and do this, right? Or I have to leave my laptop and we're gonna get rid of all of the phones and the laptops and we only gonna live on these virtual reality headsets. But I think you're giving us some use cases right now, Justin, that it's not that we're going to necessarily stop doing the other things, it's that we'll have a new way of experiencing these things. Um, and, it, and even just the idea of the use cases with whether it's the, the easy sports or um, traveling, what I really want you all to catch what Justin is putting us on game with is that figure out what you already do, right, or enjoy or, or find passion in or find even monetary gain in and figure out how you can do that in the metaverse because it's also new, right, Justin? Like we're still all figuring all of this out, right? All of us are, yeah. And I mean, I think you just brought up a great point, Tina, about the creator economy in the metaverse. Like, I think, you know, if the, one of the coolest things that I've ever had an opportunity to experience is designing a 3D object in 3D space. So, you know, it's so much more intuitive. Like, 3D design is, like, something that a lot of us don't really do because it's hard. Like, there's a learning curve. You have to learn this advanced software. Most people use what's called Blender. Um, to to learn how to create 3D models of things. But in a platform like a VR headset or in software that's on that VR headset, you can actually jump in and you can like draw something almost like the way that a sculptor sculpts something, um, but in this much more intuitive way. And so there's like 3D art that is that much more accessible from a creative or creator's perspective. Um, And that whole economy in my mind is, is, it's just set to blow like once that that barrier to entry uh, gets removed and people realize how like intuitive and user friendly all the, this technology is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, man, it's just there's so much to be excited about. And like I said, it's still new. We're all figuring it out. Uh, I mean, I think the experts are still being established. Right. Like, let's sure. say today you're hearing this and you maybe this is your first time ever, like taking a, a slightly deep dive on the word metaverse. But I mean, you don't have to, like you can be an expert in a year. Like you can be one of the foremost thought leaders in the metaverse if you start today, because those people are still being defined. I think Tina's absolutely gonna be one of them um, because she you know, was so smart and uh, getting ahead of that curve. 
um, and just taking that that risky journey of learning about something that you know isn't isn't well defined yet. And so, um, yeah, like I'm I'm just excited, man. I'm excited. I love it. I love it. I think we're all excited and just bursting through the seams of what's possible um, in this space. Justin, I know we're getting ready to, to wrap up here in a second, but I would love to get your thoughts specifically on the conversation of, of why it's so important for Black people to be at the front end of this. It's, it's, it's the opportunity, it's the access, it's all of the things that you and I know, um, but would love for you to kind of give your thoughts specifically around why it's important for us to be and participate um, in what's happening right now. So, Tina, dare I say it, I believe that our people per capita have the highest creative output on the planet and mm. the most creative influence on the planet. Now, do we always get compensated for that influence? Absolutely not. And, you know, I think historically there's been so many barriers to that that, that we've talked about already. But right now, if we jump in and we learn these technologies, we can apply that culture that we're literally responsible for as a people and monetize that in a way that rewards us for the foreseeable future. The future is being built right now. And our people, I think for the first time in history, have a real chance to be an influential part of it. And so all we got to do is learn. Like all we got to do is Google some stuff, YouTube a couple of things, jump in a couple of forums, create a bootleg Twitter, <laughs> and then and then we're on our learning journey right and and that to me is is, is an extension of my work empowering young people with, with tech skills like this is giving people the opportunity to build the future and we're gonna we're gonna be responsible for it in one way or another we might as well get a bag off of it too Ooh, justin look i that part that part like i hope y'all didn't miss what he just said Black, brown, we are magic. We're going to be responsible for moving the culture. Now, the question is, are we going to get paid for it? And at this point, we have an opportunity to truly monetize our intellectual property, our magic, our creativity for the first time in the history of the history. And that's what's really exciting about this space, man. I, I love it so much. Uh, Justin, do you have any last words, any insight, any anything else on your heart specifically, um, even that you wanna share with us before we wrap up here? Um, any other yeah. things? I mean, so just to give you all context, right? My major was actually marine and environmental science. I studied environmental science and y'all hear the way I'm speaking about this so passionately. This was a self-directed learning journey, right? I started, like I sent to Santa Tina a little earlier, I started like less than a year ago. And, you know, I've done a project in the space. I've learned a ton about the space. Like start today, if you're interested, take the deep dive and look, it'll pay dividends. Whether it's today, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's five years from now, knowing about this stuff is important. And I, look, like learning about stuff is not that hard. Like all you got to do is sit in front of the TVs. They just sit in front of the, the YouTube screen, right? So I just say, go take a deep dive and, and do the thing. And again, I got to shout out my co-founders, Jessica, Evan, Tony, uh, for our collection, High Tech Heroes. Um, but yeah, no, I'm super excited about the future of the metaverse. 
That's awesome. Justin, thank you so much for just being with us, sharing your knowledge, your insight. You know, this won't be our last time having you on the platforms. I'm just super excited about having you here today. Um, Look, this is just the beginning, you all. You heard Justin say it. Get in. Don't wait. Start today. Like either go get a headset today, sign up for a metaverse web app client today. All of this stuff on the web is already free. Get in. Do not be late to this party. You've heard it here first. So without further ado, if y'all like this if you got something from it the light bulb went off make sure you follow justin justin drop your socials for us really quickly in your website yeah sure so you can follow me at mr fascinate and actually i always say you can just google justin stem j-u-s-t-i-n-s-t-e-m and i have what's called seo search engine optimization so you can find me on everything about me on, on if you just Google Justin Stem. Share this with someone, y'all. Share this with someone that needs to know about the metaverse and needs to know about these things. Share this with someone that also just wants to be involved um, and learn more about the work that Justin is doing. Of course, get his NFT and High Tech Heroes. I'm super excited about that. And in the meantime, comment, like, share, and we'll see y'all on the next time. Be well. <laughs>